We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, with that, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I wasn't. I wasn't ready, but now I am. We're going. <laughs> we're going a little bit quicker tonight because uh, we've all got some things going on later this evening. So, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports bet ten thousand dollars on Sam Hartman to win the Heisman Trophy at plus two thousand odds. He said the value was just too good to pass up. <laughs> What's the most you would wager on Hartman at this point? You know, I was, I've was i been thinking about this one for a while. Obviously, it's not $10,000. Dave Portnoy has a lot of As extraneous said, income. We, we, Jesse mentioned this last night, and it must be nice to have the FU money that right. Dave Portnoy has. Yes. You know? <laughs> Bingo. It's exactly right. I'd put like a 10 spot, you know, something along those lines. Um uh, I don't, I'm terrible at like odds, but like, I don't know what 10 bucks would win me, but at plus 2000, it's going to win me some decent coin. Um, I put a 10 spot on it. Why not? I got bold last night and I was in, you Did know, you? I, was, I was like emboldened by Dave Portnoy. I'm going to pull my bet up here and I got off the air and I started playing around. I went on FanDuel. Okay. And he did, Portnoy made his bet on the bar stool. Okay. Of, you know, of course, because he owns Barstool. But um, I've got the FanDuel. The FanDuel. But um, so where is it? Where is it? So I just made my bet. This is, and, and I don't usually, like, this is one of the bigger bets for me. 50 okay. bucks. Oh. 50 bucks. But I got plus 2,200 odds. Oh, so I got even, better. A, even a little bit better odds. Than Portnoy. So if Sam Hartman wins the Heisman, my 50 will win me $1,150. Hey, so, go Sam. And I already had a $10 bet on Hartman that I got at plus 3,000 odds. I placed this one all the way back last December. Or no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This was not last December. That's that's when the, the ticket is due because that's when the – I placed oh. this in January. I placed this in January. Okay. Ten bucks will win me three hundred and ten. So I've got two. I've got two on him right now. You have fifty bucks. That's about bucks. my limit. That's about my limit. And I, and again, the only reason I went that high 
was just because of what Portnoy said, the value at plus 2,200 and where he is right now, if things go well next week, those odds are going to come way down. Oh, and yeah. So you're you're going to have to bet a lot more to make any money off the thing. So I figured, what the heck? Because I won I won a few of my bets last week. And I'm like, ah, I'm playing with a little bit of house money. I'll throw the 50 at it and see what happens. If things go well, we're right. all happy in the end. You want to hear something funny? Sure. So Notre Dame is was, is, I'm not sure, plus 2,500 to win the national championship. And apparently I was 2,500 to win the national championship. Okay. okay. In January, on January 13th, I'm guessing that's right around the time Sam Harbin said he was going to come to Notre Dame. I placed a $20 bet. Okay. Okay. Five months later, Apparently, I forgot that I placed said bet. On <laughs> Did May, you cash it out? On, no, on May 30th, I placed another $20 bet that they would win the national championship. <laughs> so I have two $20 bets. You've got, you've got multiple bets. And it, and it, yes. It's funny because I think I placed a couple. Uh, I just logged out, so I'm not going to log back in. But I did like... <laughs> I think I did the same thing. It was like I I placed a couple, you know, like multiple, you know, identical bets, and I'm like, I started scrolling. I'm like, I did yeah. that twice. What am I doing yeah. here? I don't know what I was thinking, but apparently <laughs> no. I forgot that I did it. And uh, hey, if it, if Notre Dame wins the national championship, I will win one thousand and forty dollars. Nice. So very nice. Go Irish. All right. So there we go. So $20 is your limit is what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bet more than 20 bucks on anything. Uh, and it has to be really, really good odds. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I, I have to, I have to be winning a lot, but my, my general bet is about five to 10. Like that's, that's where I'm at. You know? Sure. That's sure. Where I'm at. I'm a teacher people. Okay. Vince, here's my question for you. Do you buy or sell? There is nothing anyone on TV can say about Notre Dame that will satisfy you. I feel like this is pointed right at me for some reason. <laughs> um, well, we I, got I, in this conversation earlier this week. You know, the whole Lee Corso thing. On oh, Monday. yeah. Remember when Lee Corso was saying Sam Hartman's going to be – and you turned it into, oh, ESPN, they hate everybody, or they hate Notre Dame, <laughs> that nobody ever says anything good, and that whole thing. There, there are, I have heard in the past, people on TV say good things about Notre Dame, obviously, and they don't have a choice if they're undefeated and, you know, things of that nature. So I'll sell it just because there is something that they can say that's positive. It'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. <laughs> See, this but... is my point. This is my point. <laughs> like, you know, again, like <sighs> we went down this road and I actually heard some of your post-game show the other night were like, oh, no. you're, you're bitching about like they're putting Sam Hartman's picture up, you know, from when he was a freshman, you know, and all this, it's like, it's like, come on, Vince, this is the most innocuous stuff they can put up. It's like, they show the side by side. Here he was six years ago. Here he is as a senior with the beard and here's Vince complaining about it. It's never. I don't out. remember what I said, but I'm sure it was accurate. <laughs> I don't Whatever I said was accurate. Of course it was. It was accurate. But, it was yeah, like a father-son shoot. It was like, there's the father, there's the son. Right. And you like know. this whole conversation that we had on Monday, and this is the first time you've been back since right. Monday. 
this whole thing, it led to one of our listeners slash subscribers going on the boards mm-hmm. and he starts this thread defending Vince's honor in this whole thing. And he's like, well, Sean's a Dallas Cowboys fan. And apparently, you know, <laughs> Sean, just, Sean just sees the Dallas Cowboys. He's so used to the Dallas Cowboys. They're talking about the Cowboys all the time on TV as if that's some kind of defense, because one in the eyes of TV, radio, newspapers internet clicks and all that kind of stuff notre dame the dallas cowboys the los angeles lakers the new york yankees are all oh yeah the same. like you do or say anything about them you're gonna get eyeballs on you you know yep. and like not about it and again like to what your defender is talking about like acting like everything just because the Dallas Cowboys are being talked about doesn't mean like everything is good being th- that they're being talked about like the whole talking point this whole off season was well Dak Prescott led the NFL in interceptions is he any good you know like can Dak Prescott still win and and this kind of stuff and you know like two or three years ago it was all about Dak's contracts and now it's about his turnovers Here's a fun fact that I just found out. I, I didn't know this until earlier this week. Josh Allen threw three interceptions against the Jets Monday night. And after that, I found out, did you know, over the last five years, Josh Allen has the most turnovers of anyone in the NFL? Yeah. For this year? Or Ever. It's- over the last five years. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Okay. Last five years. Interesting. He scores a lot though, too. But you don't care because he plays for the Buffalo Bills. If you if That's you fair. if he played for Notre Dame and he's turning the ball over like yeah. that. If he's if he plays for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, it's a much bigger deal, is my point. Yeah, so, no, that's a good point. That's a very good point. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. 
The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. You know, again, I I know I don't I don't know if it's even worth it for me to play this because oh, it, what do you it's, got for me? it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. So I've got a piece of audio okay. that I'm going to play. All right. This is like the, this whole concept of like all the media, ESPN hates my team. You know, Joe Buck hates my team. Whoever <laughs> hates my team. This is, do you know who Ryan Rosillo is? I do. Okay. You used to so listen he, to his show all the time. He used to, he used to work at ESPN. Yep. He was on TV and radio at, at ESPN. He's at the ringer now and he hosts okay. the Ryan Rosillo podcast there. Okay. And so this audio is from the press box podcast. Uh, it's a conversation that he had with Brian Curtis. Brian was uh, on with me in July, if you remember okay. him, guest on our show. I do. So they started talking about fans who think their teams are being slighted. And I thought that this was this was really interesting. So take a listen to this. One of thoughts and just absurd theories about like why a team is here or why game day showed up for this weekend. And, you know, look, I was on the radio side of game day. So, you know, it was constant. And then you start realizing like, wait, everybody actually kind of feels the same. Like you think you're being treated differently, but so do like 30 other college campuses. (laughs) So (laughs) is it us or is it maybe you individually feeling the same way collectively, but you just don't even realize. So I think sometimes we can become a little difficult because we're only paying attention to the slights that impact something that we have some connection to. And, you know, there's all these times. I remember Florida State Twitter was like out of their minds with this conspiracy that it was like, oh, ESPN's against us and all this stuff and whatever. They're going to make sure we're not in this and whatever. And like all these predictions about how ESPN was going to screw over Florida State, it didn't happen. They'd won the title the year before. The polls kept them up because of that. They were actually getting the benefit of the doubt. They were winning these close games it was really weird you're like what's up with this team they're not the same winston was still there and then they played oregon in the rose bowl and they got smoked and it was like yeah like you were held to a standard as a title defender and yet you still made the playoff and like at the time it was an online thing it would say oh look at how the sports center anchor says that iowa doubled up michigan state 28 14 but florida state only survived ella or florida state barely survived against louisville 28 14 and you're like that's like this wouldn't even go to trial man (laughs) (laughs) so i i always feel like this this filter of all of it when you were doing national radio like this filter of all of it where it's like oh this group's the one that feels like they're the one being left out it's like no it's actually just it's a rotating thing of of feeling like you're being diminished like yeah guess what everybody talks about the cowboys and lakers too much i'm sorry I remember I was at a wedding 
and it was in Chicago, and it was a bunch of Ohio State guys, and they were convinced, seven, eight deep, they've been drinking, and they come up to me at the reception, and they're like, Herb Street, man, he hates Ohio State. And I was like, I don't think he hates Ohio State. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, well, give me your give me your arguments for why he hates Ohio State. And they were like, the, they were the worst arguments ever. Oh, he did this, and then you guys went to Penn State for game day for this. And it's just on and on and on, like all these bullshit things. I was like, you realize like everything you think is happening to you happens to all of these other fan bases, but the only ones you pay attention are the ones that you're emotionally connected to. So you're not a great frame of reference. You're so biased. The bias you think you're arguing against is the one you're actually extremely guilty of. I loved watching Vince's face during that whole thing. <laughs> what you're talking about. Face was 100% normal during that whole thing because what he said is a 1,000% accurate. <laughs> I am well aware of my. You're well you're aware of your biases. Oh my gosh, absolutely! This is, this is the first time I've ever heard you admit them. Oh, like, I own you're it. Aware of your biases, you just let you just wear them on your sleeve. You darn right. I got nothing to hide, people. I have nothing to hide. All right. Okay? It's it, out in the open now. I whatever's here, it's coming out here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no doubt. And that's that's you know that's why I just. It's funny because, like, we've talked before, and, and again, like, hearing you, like, talk about some of the things that you see in the broadcast, it's like, like, the hot dog story. Everyone started talking about the hot dog story, and I'm like, when did the hot dogs come up? I didn't hear this. Like, everything that the announcers are saying, you know, like, maybe, you know, like, Spider 2, Y Banana or whatever, I remember God, that. Over and and like, over. I know, I know Ryan, you know, like, you know, you know, that grinded his gears, but, like, so many things that were said that just like fly past me in the course of a broadcast because it, it just doesn't stick because right. I'm like watching the game, you know, because like obviously if you're a casual fan, you probably need the announcers a little more. And they're talking to a national audience and all that sure. kind of stuff. You know, they they obviously serve their purpose. And and like I actually felt like McDonough and, and Greg McElroy did a, did a pretty good job calling the game myself like well yeah that looked like well i don't know about that but no they were fine yeah, yeah. they were fine but i'm just saying like most of the stuff just flies flies by me like I, I don't even hear most of it anymore it seems like and you're that's coming from a guy who's a play-by-play -play announcer myself that's true obviously. But, well you let the crap filter through you don't uh <laughs> i guess you so. don't pay attention to that part you listen to the the nuts and bolts of the play-by-play -play stuff and what they're talking about that's where you are right you know what I you know what I actually do miss though? I, I realized there was so much stick to it, but the Mark May Lou Holtz days. Oh ESPN, that was glorious. Like, it was a lot of a lot more fun, it seemed like back yes, then. Yes. You know? Because at the end of the day, you knew that it was a shtick, right? But was there anybody, if you were a Notre Dame fan, was there anybody that you loved to hate more than Mark May? And he ate it up. He leaned into it, man. Like I don't think that's what they originally were intending to do but man did they lean into that shtick i know <laughs> and it like, was great see this is this is my point here like like just one nd gal says herb street is embarrassingly in the bag for the ohio state university the man lived in columbus ohio and because ohio state fans were coming at him yeah. all the time because they they thought that he was anti his own school he picked up his family and he moved to Nashville. Yeah. But but yet there are still people who believe that, you know, well, Herb Street went to Ohio State. He's totally in the bag for 
Ohio State. I right. Just, I don't buy it. It's all based on your perspective, man. And right. And I've I, never watched a game as a neutral, you know, like not a fan of either team and sat there and gone, oh, he's biased. You know, he's he's totally biased for this team or against this team or what. Like, you yeah. don't hear it at all when you're watching, when when your team is not involved. I, don't, no, that's I true. would challenge anyone to say, well, I was watching this game and and these guys were were, were definitely for If it's a national broadcast, whoever. like as right. long as it's not right. like yeah. the, the regional broadcast and Local things like radio that. Local radio or, of course. yeah, whatever. Like that's obviously the, the, you know, exception to the rule of what you're challenging people to do. But yeah, no, I'm. I'm with you. I I've never thought like Joe Buck, for example, is is one way or the other for a baseball team during the playoffs. Like I've never thought that ever, you know. But for some reason, people don't like Joe Buck. You know what I mean? It's you know what's funny is like Joe Buck gets would get that all the time when he was doing baseball. But like football fans, you never really heard that from. It's it's more Aikman, you know. And again, like like Aikman. He's got the Dallas Cowboys affiliation, but guess who also thinks that he's too hard on the Cowboys? Some Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans. Yeah. He hears it from Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Giants fans. You know, he hears sure. it from both sides yep. all the time. Like if you ever listen to any interviews. But, and there's no so. chance. There's zero chance that two-time Cowboys Super Bowl champion Troy Aikman is going to be able to make both sides of the aisle of football lovers happy. There's just there's nothing he can right. do. There's so, literally nothing he can do. You know, again, Michael says Herb Street picked NC State on ESPN Game Day last week. Nobody else beat Notre Dame solo act loud and clear. So just because he had an opinion on the game, he had a, he had his own opinion on the game that makes him biased. Okay. Like people really ate that up. Like I know they ate it. Up. I I don't know how many screenshots of the picks that I saw. I on saw that. X. You know, yeah. after the game, they're like, "We're coming for you, Kirk." Yeah, it's like, whoa. <laughs> He made a pick on game day. <laughs> right. It is not that big of a deal. As man. I've said before here, like if 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 we have to make the picks, what good does it do to make the pick if we're just going to rubber Seriously. stamp one team or the other? Like right. so everybody else picked him so he's just supposed to go along because everybody else picked him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's okay. He's doing it for his job whether he thought Notre Dame would win or lose is one thing, but maybe he was trying to catch up in the overall season thing. And like, well, everybody's going Notre Dame. I'm going to try going to go out on a limb and go the other way. Like I guarantee you, he didn't think that much into it. Guaranteed. So here's Brent. Joe Buck was extremely biased versus the San Francisco giants, three world series championships. And of course he's from uh, California, just a little bit South of the Bay area there. Well, as a Kansas city Royals fan, Brent, they, of course they, they uh, beat the Royals in the 2014 World Series. And I can tell you that every one of my Royals or most of my Royals um, Royals fan friends thought that he was anti-Kansas City. And that's usually the way it works out. It's like, yep. especially, I, th- I think it's especially for baseball because NFL, we are used to watching games on a national TV broadcast, TV network every week. But with baseball, we have we watch our local broadcasters. Sure. And we're used to a very pro our team baseball oh, broadcast. And it is too. And it happens the same in the NBA, I think, as well. You know, pro your, you know, it's like your your team, your announcers the entire season. Then it gets to the playoffs. 
and you've got to watch national guys and they're trying to follow these storylines. Sure. And, and again, you read into everything that they say one way or the other, and you take that as some kind of bias against your team right. based on the yeah. way you're perceiving. Right. Well, and, and somebody in the chat said that he was so pro the Cubs in 2016. And you know what? He was probably pro the storyline, to be honest with you, because. But Cubs story. fans, Cubs fans thought he was pro Indians. So there you go. <laughs> no, I don't. I remember that whole right. conversation going on yeah. right after that World Series. Fans on both sides. You know, again, they they all it's it's a matter of which team you're from. And yeah, really how the fine. games are going. Sure. You know, the whole thing. Like if he gets excited for a big call that happens to be against yeah. your team. Oh, or not, see, yeah, he loves the yeah. Giants or whatever. We're not excited yeah. enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's a lose-lose situation, frankly. And I thought he did a great job because I didn't care what the announcers were saying. I just wanted my team to win. Right. Period. <laughs> exactly. All right, speaking of Joe Buck, fill in the blank. It's blank that when Buck and Troy Aikman finish this season together, which this is their 22nd season, they're going to pass Pat Summerall and John Madden as the longest tenured NFL broadcasting duo. Mind-blowing on a lot of different levels, okay? Number one, I had no idea that Aikman was doing this gig that long. Like, that part all by itself is mind-blowing, right? So that's part of it. And the next part is, I guess I grew up, obviously, with Madden and Summerall. Like, that's how I feel watching NFL football. I grew up with those two guys as the preeminent duo calling games. And so to to think that these guys have done it longer is just – it it doesn't compute. It doesn't compute in my head because when I think about NFL football and growing up and learning the game and all that, it was – Madden and Summerall, like those were the guys. And it just doesn't feel like those other guys have been doing it as long. Although, I think they do a fantastic job. I, I think they do a great job as a duo, no doubt about it. Uh, it just doesn't feel like it's been that long. It, to me, they're definitely the number one duo on TV right now, probably in any sport. Like that Monday night, the, the feel of Monday night yeah. is so much different now than it's been really probably for almost the, you know, the same amount of time, you know, 20 years or so, however long it's been, basically. Maybe it hasn't been quite 20 years since Al Michaels and John Madden were there, but it, it's it's a lot different, and you're absolutely right. Obviously, me being a little bit older than you, there were other broadcasters before Summerall at Madden, but really, that Summerall-Madden booth is it's arguably the most iconic of all time. And to think that Aikman and Buck have been together. Cause like you said, like my, my whole perception of time is totally skewed. Like yeah. anytime I hear like, you know, like however many years have passed or whatever, I have to sit back and think because like this, whole, this whole really the last 23 years since I moved here to start, you know, covering and, you know, working, you know, around Notre Dame, it's like everything just seems like it's like, it's kind of this one ball, but then time expands back another, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like my, yep. my, my, my concept of time is just so much different. And you're absolutely right. Like to think of the fact that Aikman has even been doing this for as long as he has, because he did it for a year or two, I think before he ended up with, with Buck as well. Okay. So like he, he's going on 25 years or something like that in the booth, 22 with, 
with uh with Joe Buck. So it's that's crazy. It's yeah. really it really is crazy. And this this might end up, like I said, we all think of of Summerall and, and Madden as the standard. And yep. this has kind of become the standard itself. It's pretty cool to think about. And we've it's it's just kind of blown bias as it's happened over the last 22 years. Well, it's funny that you say it that way because you know how your life and how you remember certain things and whatever. There's like childhood, there's like teenage years into college. Right. Then there's like, okay, you got married and and, and, and pre and pre-kids. And all of a sudden, and, and then there's like a, all the same. Then there's like a black hole of time. You know what I mean? Like there there was a a very large gap of time yes. where like I never went to the movies. Like I never, you know, I just didn't do anything. You know what I right. mean? And it's, uh, and then it all just like, you're, like you said, it's just all bundled together. And it's, it's very, uh, time is just a weird, weird constraint on your life and the way you it remember is. things. TD4ND asked who's calling the game on Peacock Saturday. It will be your boys, Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett. They're back. They will be. <laughs> Our old friend El Conquistador, or our new friend El Conquistador, whoever this guy is. The only thing more boring than Joe Buck is talking about Joe Buck. Okay. Well, it's okay. You'll get over it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fox Sports is in negotiations, Vince, with several Power Five conferences to hold a postseason men's basketball tournament in Las Vegas. It would feature teams that don't qualify for the NCAA tournament. Their current vision is a 16-team tournament with teams from the Big 12, Big East, Big 10 that don't qualify. That would be They would play it the last week of March after the NCAA tournament plays its Elite Eight games. So I guess it would take part, take place that entire week, like between the Elite Eight and up to the Final Four. There would be NIL opportunities, I guess, tied to this for players as well do you buy or sell the idea huge buy i love it i think really uh the the nit right now is an afterthought and i think if they can get this going yet another option for us to bet on frankly and uh yet another you <laughs> and know, i think that's why I, I they've come up with this idea honestly yeah. more betting you know i yep. i think the nil thing makes it interesting i honestly think that the NCAA, I'm, I'm going to say this, and, you know, it's like the answer is going to be obvious. The NCAA needs to be more forward-thinking with NIL mm. because, like, now they include, you know, like the players get little gifts, you know, like a gift bag or whatever for going sure. to whatever tournament and stuff like that. It's like, okay. But I, I think that they need to be more forward-thinking when it comes to attaching some NIL stuff, considering they that this is – the biggest moneymaker the NCAA yeah. has, the men's and women's yep. basketball NCAA tournaments. It's literally a billion dollar, you know, multi-billion dollar yep. franchise. And I'm not sure how interested I would be in a tournament that features 
16 teams that did not make the tournament. But again, they are at least making them from Power Five conferences. And they're having it in Vegas. And the whole idea is obviously going to be to fill that void between the Elite Eight and the Final Four with some more games that'll get people interested in gambling. So why not? It's a TV show. It's a gambling product. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, again, the basketball night might not be high level because they, they they keep expanding the NCAA tournament in the first place, which is frustrating anyway. But at that point in the year, who wouldn't want more tournament basketball? Like, bring it on. I, I don't – they don't publicize the NIT very well anymore. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. real. It's not must-see TV by any stretch of the imagination – and so if they do this thing right and they get some eyeballs on the product, it could be a lot of fun. You know, it's in honestly, Vegas, you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the NIT might want to consider just moving their tournament to Vegas and drawing some actual See? interest in it, you know? And I and I do think the NIT loses some of its whatever because they do it on campus to start off with you know what i mean like and i know that it's another game that you can watch you know at home and 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 whatever but i just feel like all the games in vegas makes it more like a tournament you know it makes it more of an event you know more of must-see tv so i don't know i just i i'm all for it let's see if give it a shot okay all right so did you see what baker mayfield had to say about his, uh, there was some sign stealing going on against the Vikings uh, in in Tampa's win over the Vikings. He was he was asked about it, and he said, "I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan." Rate that response scale of one to ten. I give it like an eight. It's it's well thought out. I mean, he obviously knew he was going to be asked about it, and he came up with with a good answer. I give him a lot of credit for that. When it comes to the sign stealing itself. I have zero problem with it. No, problem. that's called gamesmanship, you're trying, man. You trying to win or not? That's, right. You know, you're not supposed to tell your teammates if you know and what I, play is going to be coming. I saw some players this week trying to downplay it and all this different stuff. You know, like oh, defensive signals aren't that you know complicated and everything. Well, great. Well, apparently, uh, he he thought that uh, it would benefit him and it did him some good. <laughs> You know, so I, I give it a nine, you know, like either he knew it was coming or it was just very spur of the moment. Yeah. And if it was spur of the moment, I'd give it a perfect I get more I, I'd up it. Yeah, yeah. I That's would. Up exactly it. right. I mean, I, I thought it was I thought it was perfect. I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros <laughs> fan. And hey, nailed it. I, I mean, I was watching some of that game. And I, I kept thinking, how are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Minnesota Vikings? Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, and a million other guys nobody's ever heard of. And then Kirk Cousins, best receiver in the league, Tampa Bay ends up winning. I guess it was all because Baker was stealing the sides. I don't know. Apparently. Fill in the blank. It's blank that the Powerball winner from California who won $2 billion, billion with a B, has bought a $47 million mansion in Los Angeles. Good for him. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, realistically, what are you going to do with $2 billion? And I realize they don't get all of it. Let's say he got a billion, okay? Let's just say after taxes, he gets a billion dollars 
47 million last time I checked is a little under 5% of that. So I'd say that's pretty good buying. But it's not a one-time fee either. As you know, as a homeowner, there's taxes that have to be paid and and taxes on a $47 million home. It's going to be high. I don't know if this guy's delivering pizzas or, you know, I don't know what he's doing for a living, (laughs) but you know, like that's a lot of money to pay in taxes alone on a $47 million home. I saw some some people saying, well, real estate's a good investment. And apparently he's bought some other homes. It's like, great. Okay. But there's also no guarantee that 40 million, 47 million is going to appreciate. There's always the chance that something like that, that very few people can afford will depreciate as well. Like you see these celebrities trying to sell their homes out there and they always have a, a heck of a time doing it. I just, I guess if he's sitting on $2 billion, it's, you know, that that's obviously a lot more than even someone who won a million dollars in a, in a sure. lottery. But like the first thing I thought when I saw this guy just dropped $47 million on a on a mansion is like, this guy is going to like, just he's going to go through, it through his money in about 10 years, you know, because that's what ends possible. up happening with most of these lottery winners. No, no, no. That's definitely, it's definitely possible. I just feel like if, like, again, if it, if he, if he got half, it's a billion bucks. So like, let's say, yeah. let's say I'm worth a hundred thousand dollars. That means I just spent $5,000 on something. True. It's not that Percentage much. Wise, you know what I mean? Much. But you're, you're absolutely right. It, it adds up. I mean, it adds up. I thought that was me at first. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I think my son's done with practice. All right. <laughs> well, I think that that is about it for tonight. We've got, of course, one more show. Uh, Brian's got his show on Friday. I think his schedule has been a little bit off this week because of you know of his travels and stuff going on. Um, but uh, we've got IB Countdown to kick off, and the YouTube will drop tomorrow night. Friday night, and of course, the podcast will drop Saturday morning. Vince's son is calling, so we're going to wrap this up, and uh, we will talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Notre Dame Central Michigan, and again, don't forget, it is Peacock only, so you've got to get that Peacock app if you don't already have it. Hit the like button on your way out, and of course, subscribe, rate, and review, and we will talk to you Monday on IB Nation Sports Talk.